0: having a big shout out to my buddy, Pete, from Beers in the Basement. It's your favorite consumer of that hops and barley and malt and, and all, whatever else I put in it. <laughs> that's just good, man. I love it. I love the IPM skills, the happy bison, the crystal bison. <laughs> One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Hi, everybody. Beers in the Basement back again. Special time episode... Two, zero, the Big 20. And I didn't forget about you, and I haven't been slacking. I was away last week, and guess where I was? You're never going to guess. Well, yes, you can. If you listen to the show, you know where I went. I went to Portland, Maine. Probably my favorite place in the world. I love going there. It's the best. But that's why I've been slacking on the podcast. But now I'm back, and I have all kinds of exciting stuff to talk about here. And the funny thing is, I did it again I did it again. I recorded last night and I talked for 45 minutes straight. And then I was listening to it this morning. And before I posted it, I was thinking, damn, I need to redo this. I, I get overly critical. Someone, I- I need to, someone needs to talk to me about that. because, Or maybe I just shouldn't listen back and just go with it and just post. Because isn't there the adage or there's some kind of saying like your first take is usually your best take? Well that might be the case for beers in the basement as well. And then I overthink things. Anyway, back again with episode 20. It's just me today. And I want to talk about my trip to Portland because it's very beer related. And first I want to touch on the last episode. That was uh Mike was here with his uncle Sal and his buddy Terry and their home brewers. And I had technical difficulties, man. After those dudes left, I was listening back and I realized um, Sal was backing off the mic and... It was really hard to mix because I don't have the appropriate equipment, so not everybody had their their own channel, so I couldn't bump his levels any further, so he was kind of tough to hear, and I think, honestly, I wanted to dig into their personal lives a little bit more and not just talk about beer for an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, it is beers in the basement, and as much as I love beer... You guys know, you listen. We talk about beer for a few minutes and kind of review it and maybe have some stories to share. But it's not just dedicated to beer. I like to talk about the other stuff, too. So maybe those guys will come back sometime. Their beer was awesome. Fugan Nougat, it was called. I love the name. It was like that, that, that alone I thought was a great name. And the beer actually tasted really good, too. So that was awesome. So anyway, on to Portland. I went there. And I, I brought back a beer, and I reviewed it last night in my first take, and right now I just have the bottle in front of me because I drank the shit out of it because it's delicious. And it's from Maine Beer Company. I'm going to jump right into it last night. I think part of the problem I had last night is I get off the rails so easily. I don't know what my problem is here. Once you once you let me start talking and I just, I just go. See, I'm doing it right now. Anyway, so Maine Beer Company, the beer I reviewed is called Peeper. And I'll tell you a little bit about Main Beer Company. And maybe they can send me an email or one of you guys can send me an email if I get one of the facts wrong and I'll correct it. But this is just going off memory. And you guys know I don't have the best memory when it comes to this shit. I don't retain this stuff. And I'm not a full-on beer snob where I know everything. But I will tell you that Peeper, from what I read on the walls there at their facility when I was there, is their first basically perfected Formula when they started this company And I thought it was really cool so this one Guy he had a passion him and his brother They would make beer and just like uh, 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 Sal and Terry that were here Two weeks ago they would do this shit For the fun of it in their backyard and Hook their friends up and all this kind of stuff And then they kind of did the the adulting thing And I forgot what the, uh, the Main guy ended up doing for a day job But he said you know work fucking blows uh, And I can certainly relate to that I want to brew beer and his brother Took another path and Decided to become a lawyer, and that's what he did. He went to law school and started to become some kind of attorney. I don't remember the details exactly. And then he was talking to his brother one time, and he said, "You know, what would you rather do with your life? Be a lawyer and do the corporate thing, do the adulting life, or do you want to make beer with your brother?" And surprisingly, his brother said, "I want to make beer with you, dude." And that's what they did, and they started main Beer Company. And the reason why I went to this facility in particular, and one of the reasons, honestly, that I I get excited about Portland, because not only do I like to try all the different beers, they always have Main Beer Company on tap, almost always. And there's one in particular called Lunch. And if you haven't had it, I've heard rumors you can get it around here in the Central Jersey area once in a while. I haven't seen it yet personally, but a buddy of mine told me that he's seen it. So if you see this shit, pick it up. You're not going to be disappointed. It's so good. The one I drank last night, and I have a couple more bottles of these, but I don't want to open another one. It's like something that you want to share with friends. Well, maybe I want to keep it for myself, but it's 9 a.m. right now, and I'm not quite ready for a beer yet, even though I've already been doing yard work. Anyway, the Peeper beer, it's really good, and I did take some pictures, so I'll post them. It has a beautiful color. The scent is very low key, Uh, it doesn't have a pungent odor. A lot of beers, you. You're going to smell like that citrus or um, almost like a floral bouquet or something. This one's a little more subdued as far as aroma goes. And for me personally, I appreciate that. I I don't like a beer that has a crazy strong scent because um, it kind of takes away from... The flavor. I mean, some people say ah, it's all about the, ex- the full experience, but I like a little more subdued smell in my beer. Um, the label says Maine Beer Company, Freeport, Maine. The beer is called Peeper. It's just labeled as a pale ale. And underneath that, it says do what's right. And I'll get into that for a mi- in a minute. And it says drink this beer fresh. I think uh, oh, this is a week old. It was uh, when I was up there a couple nights in my trunk of my car, but it was chilly up there. I think it, it it held up nicely. It tasted delicious from from when I had it last night. And now the other bottles are in my fridge. Uh, so the label is very, very understated. And that's another thing that I like. I had mentioned before I really like the design of a lot of labels. And I think this is going against the grain a little bit and keeping it more about the beer. So the bottle is very, very simple. It doesn't... It just has sort of your standard, almost old-timey beer bottle shape. Uh, it's a little bigger than say, your 12-ounce bottle. It's one pint and 0.9 fluid ounces, I guess. So, it's a pint, and um, it's... The label's just white, and it has this black text, and then in the middle, it just says Peeper with this little, uh, this little tiny logo. I don't know what it looks like. It looks like a jumping stick figure or something, and I dig that because a lot of the beer companies out there, especially the smaller guys, they go nuts with their marketing, and I love the artwork on a lot of it, but you know, maybe, maybe sometimes that's part of their shtick. And if you have a really, really nice product, you don't even need to make a crazy ass label. Let the beer speak for itself. And I think in this case, they pulled it off. Main Beer Company, this is a delicious beer. I can't wait to have it. I really want another one right now. It's that good, but I just had one last night and I have a limited supply. So I want to save it for when a friend is over but I recommend it. It had a beautiful head on it. Uh, I even stuck my nose inadvertently into the foam when I was trying to smell it last night, like an asshole. And, uh, no, it was really good. I, I drank it. Um, it's very smooth flavor. It's not a very potent flavor. It's not super high in the alcohol content, the ABV. Um, I think this one here says it is 5.5% alcohol by volume, which is kind of like, um, I don't know through my experience just a, a typical ale kind of a pale ale kind of alcohol content not not crazy high but boy is this stuff smooth and so let me talk more about main beer company here a little bit because i know some stuff uh the do what's right from what i remember when i was there was they try to promote certain things as far as what their business practices are um they give 1%, it says on the label, 1% for the plan, planet member. I believe 1% of their proceeds go to help the environment somehow, the details. Maybe you guys can do some homework on that. But So they give 1% back for whatever that means. It's good, I guess. Maybe charitable donations, I'm not exactly sure. But also what I remember under the do what's right, what they talked about is they're really set on their employees. They apparently have great benefits packages. Uh, they have nice pay scales and they just take pride in their team. And I, and, and that, that showed quite a bit when I was at the facility because everybody that was there was just super friendly, but not in an obnoxious kind of way. Like they were trying too hard. They were just chill, friendly people, easy to talk to, no snobbiness. It was just cool they, they were just nice So let me get into the facilities here So that's Main Beer Company uh, The beer again is called Peeper And this is a winner in my book Fucking good, good, good beer If you ever go up there Check it out, get some, order it It's usually on tap um, If you can't find it on tap Just hit up the grocery store and get some Because they do have beer in grocery stores there Unlike Jersey But this is good stuff um, So on to the trip My wife and I went up there, and it was just for a couple days, and first we did the Airbnb thing, which if you haven't done this before, it's pretty cool. You get a sense of what it's like living in a city. When you're in a hotel, for example, you're typically in a commercial type of area, and you don't really get a sense of what The local life is like because most hotels are strategically placed right in the hub of where, say, all the shopping and restaurants and all that stuff is. And I'll, I'll give you that it's convenient as far as that goes. But if you want a little more of the culture and save a couple bucks at the same time. I recommend airbnb and in this case we didn't go super grandiose once uh when we had some friends we rented a house on this island and we went big pimping just because that was a fun experience but this time because we just had a short trip it was the two of us we said let's do airbnb and it's bizarre because you're literally staying in someone's apartment like they're just not home at the moment but it's somebody's home and you're staying there and that's kind of bizarre and takes some getting used to because it's their stuff uh you know, but it's it's interesting uh, because you're right there in the neighborhood. So you're passing neighbors in the stairwell, and nobody's really an asshole. Portland is is generally a friendly town anyway, and you pass people in the stairwell, and they're like, hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? You know, and, and everybody's super cool because they know, oh, my neighbor's probably doing Airbnb because maybe he travels a lot. I think it's great if you're, say, a bachelor or something like that, and you travel a lot for work. Why not make some extra money? Keep your apartment relatively simple and rent it out to strangers that can enjoy the town that you're from. And that's it. Maybe it'll help you offset the cost of say your lease or your rent or your mortgage, whatever you got going on. I think it's a great idea. And the hosts in this case were Daniel and Ben. They did a great job as far as, uh, the apartment itself was really cute, uh, right there in town. It was a little noisy with traffic, but they put that in the description. We were right in the heart of the city there. So that was expected. And that's definitely not a complaint. Um, but there was, you know, there was a weird smell <laughs> when we walked in there and we finally determined that it was this, I don't know what it was, like this musty ass dish rag and it was stinking the fucking place up. But once we kind of stashed that away, that problem seemed to be solved. And, uh, you know, I did give him a little heads up that the cleaning lady that I guess that he has go through after the guests leave might not be doing the best job because I was having little bits stuck on my feet when I was trying to walk around there barefoot and that was kind of nasty. But otherwise, it was good. They were good hosts. Uh, you know, no no real gripes. Now, one thing that was interesting was we've been up to Portland a bunch of times now. I mean, over the years, probably, I don't know, maybe 15 times, maybe not that many, maybe 12. Anyway, we're we're like, hey, let's go check out this bowling alley. And we're walking and shit got sketchy on this one street. And by that, I mean... There were some unsavory characters hanging down on this street that was dimly lit. It was like a fucking movie, like this gang of of like eight dudes. They were being like all boisterous and loud and yelling shit and doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm the type of person where just through my life and the experiences that I've had is when you encounter a situation like that, you have to stay confident and generally stay the course. I mean, you don't engage, uh, but you also... Just like you're out in the wild, you don't want to show fear because I feel like, as sad as that is, it sometimes makes you a target for, let's say, bullies, um, or just for trouble in general. So if you kind of stand your ground and just stay confident and 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 have purpose, you're generally okay. However, it got a little got a little uncomfortable, and my spidey senses were were a little numbed. But Monica was like, "Dude." this something something's not right here and that sort of put me a little more in tune with it and I'm like fuck she you know she's right so we hung out at this pizza place for a minute and this group of guys made their way towards us at this point and I'm like oh fuck so I hopped on my phone I called an uber and what's nice about Portland Maine is that there's an uber like two minutes away no matter where you are in the city it takes literally two minutes for them to come get you so These guys come up, and as we're sort of standing there, just their posturing, their body language, their actions, the way they're sort of encroaching our personal space, all that stuff was like, uh, we need to get the fuck out of here right now because it was just, it got a little weird. Um, But that that was probably the worst experience I've ever had there, and it wasn't even that bad. Like, the dudes could have been super nice. Maybe they were just locals hanging out, goofing off. I don't know. I didn't really want to find out because it was just... It just seemed like we were the only other people on the street aside from these eight dudes hanging out in this group. And, you know, at at 9, 10 o'clock at night, you don't know who's had a bunch of beers and who's who's feeling a little rambunctious or if I'm in, you know, look like an asshole tourist or something like that. Whatever the case was, that was kind of a crummy experience. Has nothing to do with Airbnb. I think you just have to use your best judgment. Probably, you know, like I said, these guys were probably the nice. Okay. For some reason, my, my garage band just stopped and it said disc too slow. I don't, does anybody know what that means? Anyway, it's been doing that on me. I think I just need a new computer. This iMac that I have is fucking 12 years old at this point. Anyway. So yeah, that was it. And Airbnb is, is really cool uh, because you get a taste of the local flavor and you can walk everywhere uh, in Portland in particular. So I highly recommend it, and uh, we had a good experience except for that one thing. So what we did was, this time we wanted to take a bunch of pictures, make it more of a photographic kind of adventure, and make sure that I took a bunch of pictures of the beers that I was drinking, the restaurants that we were at, some of the sites that we were seeing, you know, for the Instagram. You guys know I'm not huge in the social media, but I guess it's a uh, it's a necessary evil at this point if you want to try to promote yourself. Um, so you'll see those coming up in the next couple weeks as far as some of the pictures that I took. And we hit the breweries. And I already talked about main beer company, The Beer, because that's the one that I was reviewing for today called Peeper. And I wanted to talk about their facility. Six weeks old. The place is brand spanking new. Now, they've been around for a while, but they just made a new facility. They upgraded. And boy, did they do a fantastic job. I, I mean, I was thrilled. I was thrilled downside is it's not right in the heart of town so you do have to take a drive over there but i think it's worth it it's a 10 minute drive it's nothing crazy i mean it's 10 minutes outside of town and you can go check it out nice parking and all that stuff and when you get there you walk into what almost feels like a barn but it's all new and it still has that fresh timber smell and everything and then you walk in through say the the main entrance i guess and um there's some Little um, souvenirs, things like that, some mugs, um, maybe some t-shirts, keychain stickers, that kind of crap, and a little counter where you can pay for that kind of stuff. But then you walk in a little further and they have this giant cooler on the left where they have all their beers displayed and some boxes where you can pack them up and uh, take some home. Everything is very clean. I can't state that enough. And I think it's beyond just being new. I think by clean it's also a sense. Because Everything is bright and airy and light-colored. You can see everything very clearly. They have this great communal seating area when you go up to the big countertop where you can taste the beers and get flights and stuff like that. Everything is very visible, very well-lit. I mentioned earlier everybody's really friendly, super knowledgeable. They were having some kind of photo shoot slash interview when we were there, and that was kind of cool to witness because – I look at these pictures on Instagram, not just from main beer company, but these beer companies in general, and they have these gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous pictures of their beer. And I'm like, how the fuck do they, do they like take these great pictures? Because I'm an okay photographer, but I've never t- had any professional training or anything like that. But it was cool to see this one guy, he's got his like legs spread super far, his camera's tilted to the side, and he's getting all up on somebody, you know, one of the... Uh, uh, Beer tenders there pouring the beer, and he's got a second helper that's just standing there holding this big ass LED light, getting just the right lighting. And all this shit, I'm like, oh man, these guys are these guys are pros. That's how they do it. That's how they get these fun shots of the beer. Uh, so that was really interesting to watch. And then also, they have a big uh, pizza stove, and I remember it being stainless steel, and you could see the fire. So I am thinking that it's a wood burning pizza stove. I didn't have any, but it's not the rustic sort of brick and all that stuff. It's way more modern than that, uh, but it smelled awesome. And then you can allow dogs in there, which is always fun. It's very family-friendly. They had some games upstairs. Although I will say about the family-friendliness, make sure your kids are old enough that they can hang out in a place where the main point is is the beer and how it's created. Because when you have your three-year-olds there and they're screaming and they're throwing these like shuffleboard pieces around and all that man, that kind of pissed me off. And I I like kids a lot, but there's always a certain type of environment um, that you should just think twice before you bring them there. It's really not for little-ass kids because it's beer. And I get it. A lot of these places make it very family-friendly with the games and stuff like that. But three- and four-year-olds, come on. Go get your ass somewhere where they can, like, play, not around alcohol being the main... Anyway, so that's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the, the experience there was really a good time. Now, we also went to Lone Star no shit. Did I just say Lone Star? Lone Star is another type of beer. Where did I have that recently? I just had that recently. Anyway, we went to Lone Pine. And what was exciting about this one initially was I've been following these guys on Instagram and they were promoting this new beer called T-Shirt Cannon. How great of a name is that? T-Shirt Cannon is the name of the beer. I don't know how they came up with it, but I think it's fucking awesome. So Lone Pine Brewing was coming out with T-Shirt Cannon and they were having this What they promoted on Instagram as this big release, like Saturday at noon, we're doing this thing. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to be in Portland on Saturday. I'm finally going to be there in the city during a time of one of these events because it seems like I was missing somehow. And I was super excited. So I told my wife, I'm like, we got to go. We got to go to Lone Pine and, you know, I want to check it out. And I'm all giddy and I couldn't stop talking about it for like a week. She's like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, it's just a beer. We'll get there. Okay. So we get there at like one o'clock and it's pretty busy and we walk in and this one definitely had more of a rustic vibe to it. It was a lot smaller. I would say based on just my observation that they're a much smaller operation than main beer company, for example. And um, I walk up, they're very crowded, and the guy at the counter there, I'm engaging him, I'm excited, I'm like, dude, hey, are you guys always this busy, or is it just for the t-shirt cannon, you know, because I'm trying to make this banter to let him know I'm following you on social media, and I'm excited, I came here because of your promotions, basically, and I honestly just expected him to be a little friendlier, he just said, nah, this is every Saturday, we're kind of just, that's it, I'm like, oh. Well, I'm here to try a T-shirt cannon, so um, maybe if I get a flight, I can try this one. And then they had uh, some other new beers. I have ones like Unicorn Sparkles or something. I don't know. Whatever. Um, T-shirt cannon was the one that I wanted to try. Uh, So he pours me my flight, and I couldn't decide on my fourth one. And he did make a good recommendation, so that was nice. But no conversation. I, I didn't even really get much of a smile out of the dude, which was a little disappointing. And this place was packed. Uh, There was standing room only at the time that we were there. I got my flight. We kind of stood off on the side. I found a place where I could put my table. And they did something creative. So to serve the flight, the device that you hold your four glasses in was basically skis that someone cut up and made it multi-tiered. So you have a ski on the bottom, and then you have a space, and then you have a ski on top and they're stacked, and then four holes cut in that you can sort of set your glasses in, uh, but they're not full-length skis. Like, someone cut them down to make them, you know, less than two feet long, like 18 inches long, so you could have your four beers and hold whole- I, I thought that was really cool. That was a cool touch, so props to them on that. So we went over, and I'm trying these beers. And there was a certain level of, let's say, for the lack of better words, smug In the air, and I don't know if that was necessarily the clientele that was there, or part of what they were going for. Um, Don't get me wrong; everybody was friendly, and I had some really nice conversations with uh, one couple that was living in town. There, they were really sweet and we were just talking about places that we're going to hit up, getting recommendations. Cause I like to get recommendations from the locals. So I don't just do the Google thing or whatever. And they all say, go to shipyard, go to shipyard. Like I, I like to know some of the little local spots, you know? Uh, and then another couple that was just in town running some kind of marathon. But generally speaking, the vibe in there was, was <laughs> the look was lumber sexual. You guys know what that is? This is a term I heard a couple years ago. And I think it's the funniest goddamn thing. If you haven't heard this term, uh it's basically a way to describe someone's look almost like you would call someone maybe a hipster based on their look and, and I'm gonna try to remind myself, if you know my notes I wanna talk about hipster for a second. But uh this this look at this place was lumber sexual, which basically means you look like a clean lumberjack, basically. You look like a guy that maybe like does some wood splitting and stuff, but they have the softest hands and like most perfectly quaffed beard. And like it's to me, it's just hilarious. I can't not laugh at this because it's very much a trendy look around here also, but I've I've never been one. Maybe it's because I can't grow a beard and I'm just hating. I don't know, but it's this not just a beard. It's like quaffed to, to just a meticulous level. And then this flannel shirt kind of tight jeans sometimes rolled up at the bottom with like your brand new you know not a speck of dirt boots on and uh and then you have that haircut you know where it's shaved kind of all all around except for the top and then you have that line kind of drawn in it (laughs) that's the look if you know what I'm talking about you're probably like yeah I know exactly what you're fucking talking about otherwise maybe you're clueless I have no idea but so this place was filled with these dudes and uh I don't know what the I don't know what the girl version of of or the female version of lumber sexual is I, I i gotta pay attention to that next time if there's like a uh uh a kind of a, a counterpart to the the male version versus the female version anyway it's hilarious so uh and then the price their their flight uh and i'm still talking about lone pine their flight was uh was priced reasonable, and it was good. Nice pours, three or four ounce pours or something. You get four. I forgot how much it was. It was like eight or nine bucks or something, so that was okay. And the beers that I tried, they were pretty good. Uh, They were very, very, like, Complex flavors. I will say that they're very complex, and it reminded me a little bit about uh, like some of the beers that our friend Pat had brought over that one time where he brought all these crazy flavors over. Um, Their labeling and their marketing is great. I love the label for a t shirt cannon in particular, Um, it just looks so cool uh, with the color pops and all that stuff, and it's almost opposite of what it looks like when you walk into their place. So that part is kind of neat, the contrasting, but they wanted $17 for a four-pack of their beer. I thought that was a little pricey. Am I crazy? I mean, if I go to a liquor store around here, even the craft beers, I guess now four-packs are becoming more and more popular because maybe it's more about the people that just want to have one or or two and share with a friend, and you're really just enjoying these these flavors, and it's a small brewery, and... Maybe they uh, they just have more overhead, so they have to charge. Well, I get all that, but seventeen dollars seemed pretty expensive for a four pack. I didn't buy any. Fuck it, I I don't have it like that. I'm not trying to buy a four pack for seventeen bucks. That was a little much for a little rich for a little rich for my blood. But yeah, that's my um, that's kind of my point on on Lone Pine. Their beer was good. And if you're in the area, go check it out. Because right there in that area, one thing they do have that's nice is location. There's a couple other places within walking distance that you can hit up. Um, So that's kind of cool. They have a nice location. And uh, they had this little food thing going on outside. Not a full-blown food truck. It looked like more of an independent, uh, almost like a grill that someone set up on the street there. I didn't try it. But uh, it's always nice to have a little bit of a food option there. So kind of mixed reviews on that guys. They've been very friendly via social media though. So I'm not talking complete shit here, but you know, take it for what it is. Now, another place that we went to was Allegash. You guys have heard of Allegash. Maybe not Maine Beer Company, maybe not Lone Pine, but if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard of Allegash cuz you can get it around here pretty readily. Almost any liquor store has it, and you'll find it on tap quite a bit around here also. And what I liked about their place is that it it's also a little bit outside of town. But they had a nice food truck parked outside, which, by the way, we had a caprice salad and a grilled cheese. and Man, was it delicious. Who doesn't like grilled cheese? You're a maniac if you don't like grilled cheese, especially when it's the real savory kind that's just very buttery and just delicious. Uh, it also reminded me of a conversation the other day with somebody that's a little more, uh, I don't uh, Okay, let's say a little more sophisticated and joking around, I said something about I think it was something about the macaroni and cheese, like the blue box kind, because I'm a latchkey kid at heart to some degree. I have a, a little bit of a latchkey kid background, and I love mac and cheese, like the ooey-gooey stuff that you get in the blue box that has the packet of like the drippy-ass cheese sauce. So good. And I was talking to a friend of mine who does have the more sophisticated palate, and he's like, oh my God, I, all I want is that grilled or that uh, macaroni and cheese. Now <laughs> It's so funny how you can be from almost any walk of life and be as fucking sophisticated as you want, but most people out there are just total suckers for just crappy-ass macaroni and cheese. It's just the best stuff. Anyway, so, back to Allagash. Their facility was really nice. I didn't take any tours. I'm not big on the tours. I have so much stuff to do. Limited time that I'm visiting. The tours, maybe I'll take another one to see if technology's changed a little bit, but in this case, I didn't have time, so I didn't take the tour, but what... uh, what I liked is their staff there at Allagash, the women helping me at the counter trying to make up my mind. They were super sweet. They said, well, are you going on the tour? Because you're going to be trying these three on the tour. So we recommend you don't if you're taking the tour. I said, no, I'm not taking the tour, but I still want to. And they helped me figure out what I wanted. And we were bullshitting for a little bit. And I, I had some technical questions for them. And they both like knew the answers real quick. And I thought that was awesome. So props to Allagash for their staff knowing their shit. But what was a turnoff was their level of tchotchkes, man. Like, it was really stuffed down your face hole when you walked in there. Everything from t-shirts to keychains to book bags to this. It was like, what is this, fucking Disney World? I mean, your facility isn't that big. And you have a great product. You don't need all this extra shit that you're trying to sell me. It was just, that was a little off-putting. I think Main Beer Company, if you're listening, keep doing what you're doing. You had that one little section off to the side and you had sort of some t-shirts off in the back. Okay, that's cool. I, I don't feel like, like I have to buy... Not that I ever feel like I have to buy something, but it's not everywhere you look. Um, same same with Lone Pine. Their 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 tchotchke situation was relatively subdued also, and, and keep it that way, because that shit, if you really want a t-shirt from one of these places, okay, get a t-shirt there. That's cool. I get that. A sticker maybe. Um, obviously have your beer for sale. But once you start getting into all the different items, I mean... It's like you went to Oriental Trading and just had your logo put on every fucking $2 piece of shit. And, like, it's just too much. Um, so that's, that's my only constructive criticism, let's say, of Allagash. Otherwise, good job, good beer, cool facility. Definitely check it out. Uh, put it on your list when you get up to Portland, which you should go. Uh, and last but not least, and this one was a fun one, and there might be some conflicting. You guys might give me a little pushback on this. The place is called Liquid Riot. And what I love about this place, first and foremost, is its location. Now, they are right in the hub of the commercial area. So when you're walking around that main drag there, doing the shops or or hitting up some restaurants because you're out on a Friday night or whatever it is, they're right there. Which I think is great because they have this outdoor seating area, which is very small. This facility isn't all that big. Uh, Small outside seating area, but you're right on the water You cannot beat that, especially when you're there, you know, six, seven o'clock at night and dusk is starting to set in and it's just, oh my God, it's majestic and you're having a good beer and they have good kind of comfort foods. I like this place a lot and I like their beer a lot and they're the guys that I asked um, Sal and Terry about a couple weeks ago. They do this, they repurpose their mash or something. I don't know how this works. They repurpose their mash or something to come up with this uh, beer. Beer schnapps that's super potent, and they sell it in like shots, and they call it a sidecar. So you order a pint, and you get a sidecar of the schnapps, and that shit will knock you on your ass, and it's and it's delicious. Definitely recommend that. And the ambiance there is also pretty cool. It's a little more on the rustic side. Uh, they they have some neat stuff going on. Was it? I think it's the the urinal and the sink in there. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. The urinal and the sink in there are black, which is. <laughs> just sort of a bizarre sensation because everywhere I go for my entire life, you're so just trained to piss into something that's white. And as dumb as it sounds, like when you're when you're going to something black, it's just I don't know, it's just different. And I I I think it's cool. I liked it. Um, so that was kind of neat. And here's the funny part. So I've been here a couple times before. I make it a regular stop. I really like these guys. Um, and when we pulled up, there's this big yellow school bus i'm talking full full you know giant school bus not one of these mini ones or anything like that and it's parked in such a way that it's out back and it sort of partially was obscuring the view of the water there which was a little annoying but you knew it was sort of something special i guess because i'd never seen it before but it was decorated with like almost almost this hippie style artwork, but not crazy. It didn't look like a sixties, seventies uh, you know, hippie bus. It still looked like a school bus, but somebody painted these like little swirlies and stuff. Some hippie painted within the lines. Which is that a uh, oxymoron? Well it, it happened. They were neatly done. The bus looked really cool. I took a picture of it even and I had to ask the guy there that was working that was bringing bringing me my beer and stuff i'm like dude what's up with the bus and no lie he turned a little red i could see that he was embarrassed like he was a little reluctant to answer and i'm like now now you just piqued my fucking curiosity here what's up with the bus and he goes well the owner he's trying this new thing he's got he's got equipment in that bus and i kind of i look because it's sitting a little lower than us the bus at this point um, because we're up on this raised platform and i i kind of bend down and i look and i see this stainless steel equipment inside the bus where the seats would be and I see these tubes and hoses and shit and I'm like okay what's he doing with this and he goes he's he's sucking up sea air and he's brewing beer with it yeah let me repeat that for a second so I asked him what this bus was for and this bus has equipment so the brewers can suck up sea air sea oxygen and brew with it and i i thought i swear to god we thought he was fucking with us so i did what any normal person would do is i cracked up in his face because i thought it was freaking hilarious meanwhile keep in mind i'm sipping my beer that's delicious so if this is true whatever the fuck they're doing it's working but i thought it was ridiculous I've never heard of that. If you guys want to send me an email or something and, and, and and set me straight on this and let me know if this is something legit or if this is some kind of shtick, I I didn't understand it. And this guy didn't even really understand it. He couldn't elaborate too much. He basically said, yeah, I I don't, I don't really understand it either, but apparently he sucks up sea air and does something in the brew process with it, which I mean, if it fucking works, it works. It was just hilarious to me. Um, so that was good. And that basically wraps up the trip. Now, what I wanted to mention, I mentioned to hipsters earlier, is uh, the style in Portland is really unique. Um, we went into, a, there's a couple coffee shops that we like there. One of them, which, you know, I, I didn't like. I'm not even going to name them, really, because I, I, didn't, I didn't like their coffee. I didn't like their vibe. I didn't like the help there. I didn't like the clientele fuck it. Uh, I'll say it. You know, I didn't like anything about it, but I'm not going to say the name of it because that's not really fair. I'm not just going to talk shit li- like in that regard. If it was a beer, I'll talk shit about it, but this is a, an established business, you know, whatever. Um, but I didn't like it. It was, it was crazy smug. Everybody working there, everybody, all the clientele was just really bizarre. And there's this other look. I had mentioned a uh, lumber sexual earlier, which is still so funny to me, but this was another look where you can almost play a game called Hipster or Homeless because y- you are you look homeless. Um, and by that, I just mean kind of tattered, mismatched, uh, maybe a little ragged, maybe even dirty in some cases. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding. Like, dirty, and by dirty, I mean... I don't know if you've ever worn a dress shirt, but what happens with lighter colored dress shirts sometimes is you get a yellow tinge to it when they get old. Like, it's time to get a new fucking shirt. And if you 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 know if you get your shirts at Kmart, that's fine. Just get a new shirt, especially if you need one to work and stuff. But it seems like uh, the style is to embrace that kind of look. And it's really bizarre. But then they're wearing, uh, you know, the one thing that seems to be common is the shoes. Everything else is sort of, kind of looks secondhand shoppish and stuff like that. And I've shopped at secondhand shops before. I, you can get some great deals there, especially things like uh, you know jackets and things like that. Things that you wouldn't buy new for yourself, like a leather jacket or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to save that conversation, which I talked about last night, my leather jacket, by the way, for when Mike's here, because I need him to bust my balls about that shit. Anyway, uh, so yeah, their shoes are usually like an obscure brand, but like a high-end boutique kind of thing. So they're rocking these $300 sneakers or loafers that are designed to sort of look a little subdued and understated, uh, but the rest of them looks very unkempt. And I'm like, man, this is, what a bizarre fashion trend that is. And I don't know if it's just Portland that has a lot of, of this type of fashion or if it's kind of common in other places. I don't go to the cities that much, uh, let alone cities outside of say Philly and New York, some of these smaller cities, um, where they have a little bit more of a defined culture because they aren't as say melting potty as somewhere like New York city. Um, I should say melting pot ish melting pot, like not melting potty that, that kind of takes on a whole new connotation there. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I thought, that, I thought that was kind of bizarre, that that look that they have going on there. What's up with that? Can someone maybe clue me in? Uh, yeah, that was the trip to Portland. Really a good time. Great beers to be had. Had tons of awesome food. What I like there is it's very uh, locally sourced conscious. I don't know if they have rules against commercial companies coming in there and setting up shop. I did see some, you know, some of these name brand stores. And from some of the locals that I talked to, they're not too pleased about it. And I don't know if the city is getting a little more lax on allowing the sort of thing. But I like the fact that generally, it's smaller independent businesses that are all about sourcing locally. And by that, I mean, you know, they're going to get cows from around the corner they're going to get their ingredients from around the corner um, at least from the state somewhere nearby to support local instead of just getting it shipped from other com- countries or midwest somewhere and stuff uh, you know they support their their home team there and I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a good trend and uh, props to them for for staying so consistent with that. We also had some awesome donuts. There's this place called Holy Donut that has potato-based donuts. Potato-based donuts. Yeah, it's really the texture is really sort of strange. They're a little chewier, but man, they're delicious and their coffee is out of sight. And they actually made their flavor of coffee, from what I'm hearing, what I'm reading, what I'm understanding from talking to these people, is that they basically scientifically created this perfect blend of coffee that's designed to go with their donut specifically. I don't know if that's bullshit or not, but either way, it works for me. I found it to be a great pairing and really delicious. And then um, let me see all my notes here. What else I got? (laughs) not talking about the leather jacket today. I'm not talking about banana bread. It's exciting, as exciting as those subjects are. uh, We're going to wait for another time. This has actually been a beer-filled episode, and I started this episode saying that not all we talk about is beer. Well, you know, guess what? Today I did. Uh, Let's see. We did Lone Pine, Main Brewing, Allagash, Liquid Riot. Um, Yeah, that fucking bus that sucks the air. That was so weird. I've never heard of that in my life. Uh, And then I stopped by this place called Savage Barbecue. Uh, they were really good, too. I, I had a craving. I saw a barbecue place and I said, oh man I got to try this place and I was already stuffed So I went in there and just ordered three ribs like a, like a dickhead you know? <laughs> the, the most minimal thing you could fucking order. I wanted to try it, but I wasn't super hungry But at least I went in there I ordered my three ribs and it's cool because you go to this counter first you order your food and then they give you this little um, flag sculpture thing and you go and it's all communal seating and they have this big bar. And you just go sit down and you hang out and you have have a beer if you want and chill out. And they'll bring your food out to you. You tell them it's to go or to stay in. And if it's to go, you know, they came in a little baggy and uh, we, we hiked it back up to our Airbnb. And it, man, I had three ribs and they were fucking great. So I recommend that place if you like barbecue, at least for the ribs. They were good. And that's all I got, folks. I think coming up, I would like to get my tattoo artist in here. I'm going to visit him again to get some work done in a couple weeks. And I'm going to talk to him again to see if he's interested. And hopefully we'll get him. Michael definitely be back. I would love to get Sebastian in here again. I know he's got his hands full right now. But maybe while he's on a break from his Walking Dead podcast, maybe he can squeeze in a little time for his friend Peter. Uh, and that's what we have coming up. So... Have fun everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. of 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 you take one down, you pass it around. 97 bottles of beer on the wall.